May we have your attention, please? In our previous episode, I talked with Paul Murray about what SMIS, the industry's safety intelligence management system, looks like today, and about some of the planned work that will make it even easier and more effective to use. To deliver the high-quality information that you need to make good, evidence-based safety decisions. In this episode, I'm joined by Kevin Thompson, one of our lead safety management system specialists at RSSB. We'll be talking in more detail about the history of SMIS and how it came to be what it is today. Kevin, welcome to the RSSB podcast. Please, would you tell our listeners how you came to your current role with the railway? Yes, thank you, Ant, and hello, everybody. I joined the railway back in 94, just prior to privatisation, and I worked in a number of rail-related consultancies up until 2008, when I joined the Risk and Safety Intelligence team at RSSB. Thank you very much, Kevin. Could we start with some detail on what the origins of SMIS were? Yes, certainly. My colleague Greg Morse in a previous podcast would have talked about the Clapham Junction rail crash, which had a detailed public inquiry following up on that incident. One of the things that was identified in that public inquiry was that whilst the incident was caused by a wrong side signal failure, the rail industry didn't know how many wrong side signal failures they had, where they occurred, when they occurred, what the causes of them were. This was true of other safety-related events as well. So the industry formed the British Rail Incident Management System, also known as BRIMS, to bring together all safety-related events into one place so they had good safety intelligence of the whole railway. And in 1997, this system of BRIMS was relaunched as SMIS, the Safety Management Information System. Thank you very much, Kevin. 1997 is, coincidentally, 25 years ago. So I imagine SMIS has changed a lot in that time. Oh, yes, indeed it has, in a number of different ways. Technologically, obviously, we've developed a lot more in terms of web technologies. We're able to do a lot more over the web to work and collaborate together, to share information and to get better business intelligence. In addition, we've matured in terms of safety as well. So we've got better reporting, we've got more detailed reporting, and we're able to do more thorough analysis and improve our evidence-based decision-making even more. And we're continually listening to our users and making small integrated improvements where we can. Thank you very much, Kevin. Could you give us a brief picture of what SMIS looks like today? Well, certainly I can, yes. In very basic terms, SMIS has three components. First of all, there's a system for inputting data into SMIS. This is called Carusen, software that is provided by a company called Ideogen. The data that is input into SMIS 
is then held in a data warehouse. This stores all the SMIS data and currently has over 400,000 records in it, which is all the data that's been entered since 2017. And then thirdly, we have an application where we can query the data that's held in that data warehouse. Many companies use this application called Jaspersoft as their safety reporting system. They can have dashboards of data, they can schedule reports of incidents, and they can also look for more detailed incidents in their own right. So RSSB, as a company, we're responsible for the provision and maintenance of this system. But we do it on behalf of the industry. It's the whole industry system. And therefore, we're guided by the industry as to what developments we should and shouldn't make with regards to SMIS. Thank you very much, Kevin. 400,000 pieces of data and software applications sounds like an awful lot of useful, I'm going to use the word stuff, (laughs) (laughs) as a layperson. But how does this all help the railway companies? Well, it helps in a number of different ways. The main way it helps is make sure that we're taking a proportionate approach to safety. So we use it to inform our safety risk model, which tells us what the risk is associated with different hazards across the railway. And we can use that information to determine whether something is reasonably practicable to improve safety and to reduce the associated risk. We use it in also uh, in our R&D programs to identify where the best safety improvement can be made through research and development. So we put that into our business cases as a benefit where we see there's potential for risk reduction. And we also use it in our standards change program at RSSB to identify the impact on standards associated with changing them with regard to safety and risk. Our railway companies, they can use the data in SMIS for their own performance reports. Many companies do a periodic safety report. They'll look at changes and trends over time and decide where they need to put their own actions and efforts in order to reduce uh, safety incidents. Thank you very much, Kevin. That covers the industry at a high level. What does RSSB provide for those at the coalface, those who actually use SMIS? Well, yeah, we support our SMIS users as best we can to make life easier for them. At the very starting point, we offer a training for anyone that wants to input events into SMIS. And we also offer separate training for people that want to query and look at the data that's held in SMIS. To support that training, we've got a number of guidance documents held within our service desk. And we've also got the facility for people to raise questions and to notify us of any incidents they experience through the RSSB service desk. We also issue a newsletter 
five or six times a year called Smith News, which updates all our members on uh, developments in regards to Smith. And also we hold occasional surgeries where users can come together and share ideas and raise questions with us. And we can help them through those questions and also make changes sometimes to Smith to make it easier for them to use. Thank you, Kevin. That all sounds fairly resource intensive from RSSB's point of view. So what benefits does SMIS deliver in return for all that effort? Well, obviously, we've got a massive data set that we've already talked about. It provides valuable safety information, both internally to RSSB, to industry groups that RSSB supports, and to the individual companies that contribute data to SMIS. It allows them to make evidence-based safety decisions. It may be decisions to take action, but it could also be decisions not to do things because it's not supported by the data. It also supports many other tools that our members use, such as the safety risk model, the precursor indicator model, and a new model we're developing called the whole system risk model, which helps decision-making around extreme rainfall events. And we've been using SMIS for over 25 years now. And so that data set gets bigger, more detailed, and more reliable. And that helps us going forward in our improvements that we want to make in safety management across the industry. Kevin, thank you very much for giving us that roundup. It's been an interesting story about how we got to where we are today. And I know that in the future, SMIS is going to be a very useful tool for everybody across the industry. I'd like to thank everybody for listening so far. And until the next episode, stay well and stay safe. Thank you.